This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. That means that we're done with the news section this week. We're going to hop into Gear Up. <coughs> All right, thank you so much, Kyle. All right, we're going to go into Poke Lore. Exactly. That's, that about sums up this year. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Spotlight Hour takes center stage in the upcoming month of October. It's a bird! It's bacon! It's Evatel, bacon raids! This week's Pokalore Pokemon really knows how to keep its guard up. More than one Cosmog, you say? Sounds more like a Cosmob. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast. It's episode 209. It's October 1st. It's a Saturday afternoon? Afternoon. Weird to say that out loud. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing this? Uh, This is basically morning for the two of us. How are you doing this morning? All right. It's going to have to not be morning for me eventually that's true that's true yeah kyle here is making some big changes with his schedule at work uh and so he's going to be not the night owl he used to be more like like you kind of will be a night owl because you'll be up before the sun is up <laughs> i don't like to hear those words <laughs> anyway that's a that's a bridge for for us to cross on another day um but before we get started here a shout out to three brand new patrons of ours shout out to john Tyler and Tommy. Thank you so much for your patronage. We appreciate you so very, very much. And we hope that you're enjoying the Discord if you've uh, jumped in to do that. Okay, so Kyle, you and I set some goals last week. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really curious to see how they went. Now, I, I can already tell you, um, and I'm going to be very honest, this past week was not a good week in Pokemon Go for me. I did not play nearly as much as I normally do, <laughs> even when there's nothing going on. Um, I just, I just didn't this week. It just didn't happen. I don't think I've been able to say that for a while. What about you, Kyle? Did you play a lot this week or no? No, not especially, honestly, not as much as I wanted to with like Marini coming out and mm-hmm. wanting to get a lot of them. That that's about it. I, I didn't play a super ton amount. Okay. For well, sure. Well, maybe this will just be mutually sad for us then. All right. So well, your first goal was to set up some sort of tag system. I, I did it. They're not extensive, as uh, has been shared in the Discord. I believe it was last night, but I did made raid, made raid team tags. Uh, I have some shadow tags and PvP tags just for generic and stuff like that. So there's there's some there. It's a it's a work in progress now. All right. Well, good job. Did you get your storage below 4K? I did. I'm at. 39.92 right now oh my gosh dude wow okay all right i can tell you right now you've already won this week by the way uh <laughs> 500 000 experience no okay 100 hearts for gengar no i totally forgot okay i was 
going to be working on Gengar. And did you get that cleft key this week? I did get my cleft key this week. Woo! I have cleft key. I never have to worry about it again. It's Let's IVs go. are terrible. All right, three out of five. Nice job. That's over the fifty percent mark. That's that's good for us here. <laughs> uh, for myself, I wanted to get my Pokemon storage to under five thousand. I did actually get rid of all my rock and roll finally, but I'm not anywhere near that number. Uh, did not happen. Best buddy Dialga. That did happen. Very happy about that. Ooh. One million experience. Sadly, no. I, I got about halfway to that. Unfortunately, twenty five kilometers walked. Actually, let me check. But the next one restock pokeballs that happened but just for regular pokeballs for some reason i'm not getting the great balls and ultra balls that i'm used to seeing to be super honest with you i don't know if i've just never noticed it before or if now that i'm looking for it i'm noticing how bad the drop rate is but yeah i think it's a little bit of both i found within the last i want to say six months most of my ultra and great balls have come from opening gifts. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. I need to start opening more gifts. And the seven kilometer egg pool for this week has been good. I did hatch a fair amount of eggs, but no, it hasn't been good for pokeballs for me. Uh, but the 25 kilometer goal I did not get. So I've gotten, I think this, this is really one out of five. <laughs> one out of five for me. So good for you, Kyle. Wow. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, let's move quickly past that sadness. Uh, and why don't we actually just hop right into the news? That sounds good. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay. So this is going to be kind of uh, different from what we normally do. October, well, content updates in general, monthly updates. This month for October, it's October 1st, by the way. Happy Halloween month. It's one of the best months ever. Uh, the October content update was not shared in the traditional blog post long form. Instead, they went the route of making just an infographic that is not posted on PokemonGoLive.com. It's only shared on socials. And so we're going to be discussing this in a, in a weird sort of way, I think. So if you're like, this seems strange, it is. It is strange. Uh, so for October, the content update. This is going to be in all sorts of weird orders. Just basically, yeah, it's yeah. not the order you're used to seeing. Uh, uh, it's not. Okay, so in five star raids from September 27th to the 8th of October, you're already seeing him. The the man, the myth, the legend. The I have bacon for arms. It's Evel Tall. And then from the 8th to the 20th, you're going to see Xerneas coming back. Uh, and those can both be shiny if you weren't aware already. And Giratine Ah. From the 20th to the 27th, the Giratine, oh, from the 27th to November 8th, uh, and both of those can be shiny, but that's not new. They've been shiny. Yay! In Mega Raids, from the 27th to the 8th, you're seeing Mega Lopunny. From the 8th to 20th, you're seeing Manectric, and there's a question mark from the 20th to November 8th. I'm not sure what that's going to be. Um, obviously, hopefully, a new Mega. That'd be pretty cool. Raid hours are every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. October 5th is Eveltal. That's going to be this upcoming Wednesday. October 12th is Xerneas. October 19th is also Xerneas. <laughs> October 26th is Giratine. Ah! So get out there and grab your uh, Giratine with legs. Uh, events. Look at this list of events here. The Evolving Stars event, which we'll talk about after we finish this overview, is from the 5th to the 11th. Mega Gyarados Day is on the 8th of October. It's very interesting. A raid day for a uh, Mega Gyarados. 
Cool. cool. I'll do one. <laughs> I don't know. I, but there's, you know, there's bonuses and stuff. We'll get to it in a second here. October 14th through the 17th is the Festival of Life. The Festival of Lights event. October 15th is October Community Day. Do not miss it. It is Litwick. I will call your parents and ask them where you are if you don't show up. It's important. <laughs> you need to come out. October 20th through November 1st is the Halloween event. And if this is your first year with Pokemon Go, please know that Pokemon in general goes real hard for Halloween. So you can expect a good event. Let me just say that, right? We haven't been disappointed by Halloween before, right? Don't think so. No, I think the biggest disappointment was only getting one Galarian mask last year, right? That's what oh, happened. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was that was the thing from the research, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a live event, Safari Zone Taipei, which tickets are available for if you're interested in getting uh, a ticket to that event. That's October 21st through the 23rd. Spotlight hours. Okay, here's where it gets kind of spicy in a weird, exciting way. October 4th. These are Tuesdays, by the way, from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. October 4th is Purloin with times 2 XP for evolving Pokemon. We're going to skip over October 11th. It deserves to be last. October 18th is Mischievous, and that's 2 times XP for catching. October 25th, 2 times XP for evolving Pokemon. And it has a special mark. It says, bring your buddy Pokemon to witness something special at the beginning and end of this spotlight hour. That's the Shuppet one from October 25th. Interesting. I didn't notice that before. Hmm. But here's the real big, big deal. October 11th, it's Haunter, which is an evolved form, which means it's worth more Stardust. But not only that, the bonus for the day is two times Stardust for catching Pokemon. So even more so. I believe, Kyle, you did the math before. Do you remember what that number was per catch? Yeah, it's 750 per catch. So, yeah, that's a lot of Stardust. So, you know, that would be a good one for you to actually purposefully participate in. I know Kyle already told me once we got news of this that we were going to be recording at least 30 minutes late that day. And I (laughs) concur. So there's a couple of fun things about that one. It's not the best one we've ever had because we had Shroomish Spotlight Hour and a Meowth Spotlight Hour. So those are both boosted Stardust as well. Yeah. But this is an evolution and some things about evolutions. It's a guaranteed XL candy for an evolution. That's a big deal because Gengar is still good. Mega Gengar is still very good. And Ghastly Community was a long time ago. Yeah, I still feel that one. I need to revisit but with a level three mega, you can get two or three XL candy from a catch on a haunter for that day. So it's very good. Good stuff. Yep. So it's an exciting day. Again, mark your calendars. All right. And the last thing is the research breakthrough for the month. This is actually kind of cool and exciting. I love this. They're bringing back Shedinja, but it's not only Shedinja. It can also be shiny. Oh, and you get an incense. That's the bonus. <laughs> yeah. But Shedinja is exciting because like we've mentioned before, you know, it, getting a Shedinja is only possible when they allow you to get one. Because <laughs> you can't get it. Yeah. Any other way, really. So cool, cool, cool. October is shaping up to look very good. It usually does. So a couple of gaps in there. I'm sure we'll cover those in future episodes. But let's talk about this next news item, which is our first event starting on the 5th, running through the 11th. It's the Evolving Stars event. 
Trainers, you can evolve and grow with your Pokemon in all kinds of ways in Pokemon Go. And it's time to celebrate that with a new event, Evolving Stars. The star of the event is Cosmoem, the protostar Pokemon, which will make its Pokemon Go debut. You can also look forward to field research, focus on evolution, and a collection challenge that awards evolution items. Uh, and we're going to cover those details right here. So again, when is it? It's from Wednesday, October 5th at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, October 11th at 8 p.m. local time. The Season of Light story unfolds. Continue to follow Cosmog's story throughout the Season of Light. A new part of the season-long special research will unlock during the Evolving Stars event. Complete it to take another step on your stellar adventure with Cosmog. Cosmoem will make its Pokemon Go debut. Trainers will be able to evolve Cosmog into Cosmoem by using 25 Cosmog candy. And don't worry about evolving your only Cosmog. Rumor has it that trainers will have the opportunity to encounter additional Cosmog in the distant future. What do they know that we don't know besides everything? <laughs> <laughs> uh this is th this is very clear it's not a rumor for sure you you'll probably get another cosmog so don't worry about it trainer mega gyarados raid day is happening on saturday the reason that this is uh re-mentioned by the way is because it's nested in the event uh so mega gyarados raid day is saturday october 8th from 2 to 5 p.m local time some nighttime raiding that's nice uh, bonuses include Mega Gyarados will appear more frequently in raids. Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> you can receive up to five additional raid passes by spinning photo discs at gyms. Reminder that those are premium raid passes, not remote. So you'll have to do it in person. You'll have an increased chance of encountering Shiny Gyarados. And if you aren't aware, Shiny Gyarados is like one of the most iconic shinies of all time. It's red. It's beautiful. Everybody's yeah. seen it. Uh, Lake of Rage. All that good stuff. Some wild encounters. Yep, we're changing up the encounters in the wild. You're going to be seeing Kakuna, Pidgeotto. <laughs> I'm going to go faster than this, but these are hilarious. Poliwhirl, Kadabra, Haunter, Rhyhorn, Seedra, Scyther, Eevee, Swinub, Ralts, Duskull, Tynemo, Litwick, and Helioptile. Now, I'm going to point out one here, and it's Litwick. This is an opportunity for you to maybe get some good IV spreads prior to Community Day. Uh, it's a good opportunity to catch as many as possible, not for the candy because community day, you'll get more than enough, but more is always good. Uh, and it's good to, I guess, bolster your odds of getting a good IV spread by catching as many as possible prior. So just keep that in mind. Don't, don't sleep on them because you're going to have a community day. You might regret it. <laughs> All right. For raids, one star raids, Slowpoke, Onyx, Scyther, Porygon, and Sunkern. Get that Sunkern out of my one star raids, please. Three-star raids, Magneton, Rhydon, Togetic, and Pillswine. <sighs> That's a weird spread. These raids that... are awful. It's because they're all Pokemon that use evolution items, and we've <sighs> seen all these before. <laughs> it's, well, it's, none of them are interesting. Yeah. Like, the most interesting one is, is Scyther. Uh, Rhydon, but community day move. So. Togetic for uh, <sighs> candy and stuff like that would be good. For a raid? Uh, okay, fair enough. XL candy. Yeah. Uh, in five-star raids, we're going to see Xerneas from October 8th through 20th and Evatol before that from September 27th from September 27th to October 8th. And in mega raids, as mentioned, you're going to see Lopunny first from the 27th to the 8th of October and Mega Manectric from October 8th through the 20th. And then after that, it's a question mark, question mark, question mark. What could it be? 
it's probably just another mega that we have, but they don't want to say it because it goes into November. That would be disappointing. Please don't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I need a little more optimism. I, I can't handle that sort of. Oh, you want one uh, mega Bennett? Yeah. For Halloween Whoa. event. You know, oh, we could do that. So cool. We can do, do that. Think- That's uh, the only other ghost left. I think you think they'll go all in like that. I said they should have done it last year, so I stand by it. But the problem no. is that there's no reason to use Mega Bennett over Mega Gengar. So they have to, like, make a deal out of it, I feel. Well, the Shuppet spotlight hour on the 25th is in that time period. So, yeah, perhaps that's a sign. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, field research task rewards complete field research to earn stardust evolution items and mega energy evolving collection challenges will uh, include get ready for four collection challenges focused on evolving Pokemon complete the challenges to receive evolution items. I don't know anybody that's hurting for evolution items to be honest with you. The people who are hurting for evolution items are the ones who are, are very new players. Okay. That's, that's the real answer. It's if they just started around level 30, you're still looking to evolve your Caesar and your Steelix and stuff because your weekly thing is not working out for you. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Also, just a little shout out for everybody. Uh, the seven day stop streak gives you items like this. When you spin that last one that stopped for the seven streak, you get special items. It's nice. You can get those at any time. That's not you can't. You can't. I'm it's just saying good. it's a it's a guaranteed, I think. Is it is it still a guaranteed like better spread of items? I haven't paid attention all the time. I think you're guaranteed one from it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think you can get like a variety. I think you get one evolution item of the like seven that are in the game. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that thing does exist. Neither of us have paid attention enough to tell you any details, but there is a bonus for the seven day streak. <laughs> yeah. All right, Evolution Cup's the last thing here, and that's going to be Pokemon must be at or below 1,500 CP to enter, and only Pokemon that have evolved at least once and can evolve again will be eligible. So this is exclusively middle evolutions. Examples include Wartortle, Charmeleon, Ivysaur. Uh, but a you, example of a Pokemon that would not work would be Swellow. Do you think uh, babies count? So do you think Togepi would count for this? Yes. Not Toga. I'm sorry. Toga Tick is what I meant. Yes, I say. think it does. It's also featured in the raid pool. So that, that leads me to believe that yes. Yeah, that's All interesting. Right. Because yeah, they don't say they don't say basic or first stage or second stage, which would differentiate that from having just evolved. Because baby stages are different stages, right? Yeah. So I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, look, the problem is every game actually classifies it differently. I blame the TCG for this one. Oh, yeah. First stage, second stage, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, love that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the verbiage they use is have evolved at least once and can evolve again. So I would assume that, yes, like Electabuzz would be good or all that sort of stuff. But that's it. That's it for this event. Now, Mr. Kyle, how do you feel about this event overall? To to me personally, it's a little lackluster, I think. Yeah, I think it's it's not good. I'm not going to say it's bad because I don't think it's bad. But there's nothing here that makes me want to play. Yeah. You unlock the ability to evolve Cosmog, which is not really an event feature. It just happens. It doesn't even say you have to earn it by doing like anything crazy, even though I'm sure you 
it will tie into the story that's happening. It's just, I don't know. Also, distant future? Come on. We know we know Niantic. We know the Pokemon company are specific with their words. I don't like that. I don't like that distant future there. Oh, yeah. The opportunity to encounter additional Cosmog in the distant future. It, and it says additional Cosmog, not an additional Cosmog. Yeah. So I wonder. Do you think like... Do you think like whenever Lunala and Sogaleo is in five-star raids, they'll just put Cosmog in one-star raids? But they can't because they use the same candy. They're in such a difficult position here now. What are they supposed to do? They can't make Cosmog easy to catch because then that's really cheap candy for Lunala and Sogaleo. That's right. I didn't even consider that. Do you? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so Cosmo. Okay, here's here's also another interesting thing. Now, technically, right, Cosmo evolves into Solgaleo or Lunala, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they're actually going to let us do that, or do you think they're going to lock it and then you have to raid for Solgaleo and Lunala? Because to me, that's much more interesting of a question. They have to let you evolve it. They have to. Why? Why do they you, have to? Why do you feel? And that you know way? why I say have to? I don't. I, I'm asking you why. <laughs> Because we're evolving Cosmog into Cosmoam right now. So? Which means the next story has got to be about Cosmoam becoming the legendary. Like, that's the whole story of Sun and Moon. Yes. Yeah. Bare minimum, they have to let players do it once. But another way to handle it, maybe Cosmog is in five-star raids. Yo. Oh, and it had, like, hey, we'll balance hey. it out. It has boosted candy maybe it gives double candy because you have to evolve it and you get to pick which one it evolves into now granted that makes every lunala and Solgaleo, you know 125 candy but you only have to evolve the ones with the ivs you want anyways this is kind of blowing my mind a little bit thinking about this <laughs> to be honest with you like putting putting cosmog in five star raids solves a lot of issues that we just thought of like it pretty much solves the problem, but what it does is it could potentially create our first soloable five star raid. You couldn't solo Badoof when it was in five star rates. Oh, you just weren't trying hard enough. No, I'm. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Like mathematically, I think it had but, stats. No, I know you're right. Do I know you're right. But it's Badoof. But I mean, they they Badoof's could just make liar. it a six star raid. You know, they don't. Yeah, doesn't have to follow all of the rules. But I would. I would love to see if it, if they're gonna give us the runaround where we're gonna need to have more candy. To even get it to the legendary form before we start the XL grind for that and powering it up. I would love to see it be an easily accessible five-star rate like that. Like you could solo it and grind it yourself if you really wanted to. That said, uh, attack Deoxys exists. So soloable legendaries are a thing. But Yeah, yeah. But this would be a, a bigger deal. Although. In my brain, this is not because of stats. It's also like a design choice. Like they're like, oh, this should be soloable because people need to grind it, right? That'd be pretty, that'd be really interesting, which it means would be. Niantic won't do it. So we're, yeah. anyways. Gosh, man, I think that's the most speculation we've ever Hire done. Us. Wow. Got this. <laughs> I got all the ideas. Here are all the problems. Like that picture of, um, uh, from Always Sunny with all Always the, the strings and the pictures on the wall. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well that's it for news. Exciting stuff happening, or or maybe not. <laughs> we no, won't know. We we won't know for at least another month. We'll yes. find out maybe in November. Right. Yeah. And and just to clarify again, it's not exciting because of the evolving stars event. It's it's ex- the potential 
ramifications of the event. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> so before we move on then about the event oh, itself, sure. there's nothing that encourages you to play here. If there's not a Pokemon you want to chase, why would the average player keep playing for these 10 days or whatever it is? Well, I will say that the wild encounters, while they are underwhelming, have a lot of evolved form. So it's going to be good for Stardust. Yeah, like that's okay. But Mm -hmm. anybody who's grinding Stardust is probably just going to grind whatever is there anyways. It adds a lot though. But the best way to get Stardust is to just catch. Doesn't matter what's in the wild. You know, obviously what's in the wild makes it better. Yeah. But they're also harder to catch. It'd be far more interesting if it was just a two times Stardust bonus for the six days. And that's kind of it's like, what's the chase here? Yeah, I don't think there really is a chase. Uh, the chase is going to be potentially if people are excited for Mega Gyarados Raid Day. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Gyarados is a very popular Pokemon, right? Like a fan. Yeah, favorite. I mean. But, I mean, that's that's fine, but it's not actually related to the event. It just happens at the same time. No, it's just a powerful dark Pokemon so that we can use it for our um, upcoming psychic raids, right? We're assuming here. Oh, wait, no. Xerneas no, no. is going to be in raids. raids. And then ghost raids. Ghost and raids. I'm thinking what? of... Uh, You're thinking ahead to Lunala and, and Sogaleo. Sogaleo. Yeah, that's exactly We've already what solved doing. this problem. I know. We're, we're already in December. Let's go. Like... <laughs> Or November, rather. Oh, geez. Don't ask me to make a calendar. Apparently, I don't know my months. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you, too. The highlight that I pointed out was Litwick, if that's any indication of how I feel. Yeah, that's not, it's not a good thing. I was like, Chris is talking about Litwick. What are we doing here? Well, I mean, but th- that was a good point, though, right? I mean, I, I mean, was trying to find yeah, something to focus it's, on in this It's event. okay, yeah. Yeah, put Scytherin raids. Let's go. Okay. Uh, that means that we're done with the news section this week. We're going to hop into gear up this week's gear up is about xerneas boo yeah i mean okay look i like xerneas's design beautiful pokemon it's a fairy monotype and that says a lot when you talk about pokemon go uh it's still bad from the last (laughs) time we had it because it doesn't get fairy wind like it's not in its move pool for the main series games. They couldn't even do it if they wanted to. The the nerve, though, to <laughs> add a, a quick fairy move that this Pokemon desperately needs a quick fairy move. Yeah. That said, we went over this the last time or rather, I think the first time it was in raids. Xerneas doesn't get anything that makes sense as a fast move for fairy types. All of its fairy moves are either like terrain effects or nukes. So Xerneas just needs another good move. That's not fairy, I guess, to make it better. That said, with the tackle changes that happened this season, right? That was a thing. They they made tackle better. Did they? They did. They made oh, tackle man. better. Galarian, I remember. I got a buff. Yeah, they, they made him better. <laughs> I don't remember what they did off the top of my head, unfortunately, but it actually made Xerneas good. XL Xerneas is ranked quite highly in Master League. Now, I don't know if this is because of the changes or just because, you know, fairy type and stat lines have helped it a lot. Somebody else uh, probably paid attention before the changes. So it, it has use if you play Master League, I guess. I saw some people arguing on Reddit about liking Master League. It was it was glorious. I'm excited. Um, actually, this is going to be the first time I'm going to actually put some effort into Master League because I'm still working on that uh, research. 
What are you going to use? I have no idea yet. Oh, it's going to be great. Can't wait to hear about it. Mewtwo. Three no, Mewtwo's. Do <laughs> you can't even. A Mewtwo, buy- a Melmetal, and a Machamp. Uh, no, a Mewtwo, an armored Mewtwo, and a Mew. <laughs> no, they got to be 50. I could do that. You do not have enough Mewtwo candy to make two level 50 Mewtwo's. You're right. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm lying. Don't I'm even. Lying. Don't even try. I'm lying right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, can I can I admit to something really quick before we spool back up into gear up? Okay. Something awful has happened. Oh, no. It's really it's it's really bad. It, it actually made me so depressed. I didn't play the game for two days. <laughs> so the past weekend, there was the uh, special research for for uh, the, the Poyang, that Safari Zone, the one in uh, South uh, Korea. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a thing, right? right? Yep. And so in order to finish it, the time to research, you had to walk uh, five kilometers total. And there were rewards for each kilometer along the way. Now, for a lot of people, it was like two days and it happened in a weird time zone. So for a lot of people, you didn't get the opportunity to do all the walking, right? And I was like, ah, it's, it's a research. I need to do it. It's timed, right? I need it for my list. I did all five kilometers and I caught the last spritzy and I didn't hit claim reward for the overall thing. I forgot. I got distracted doing other stuff. And so while it, I, I know I finished it, it is not on my list, which is the thing that matters. So oh. I guess I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, think that's the first one you missed. You missed another one, right? I missed other ones that um, I wasn't able to get. They're like from other regions and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So... Okay, well, we don't need to talk about that anymore then. I'm just, I forgot to share it up front. I should have made a note. It's depressing. It's tragic. But anyway, thank you for letting me derail for a second. Back talking about Xerneas, though. Going to go over some quick counters for raids. We're not going to talk about Yvetal because by the time this comes out, there's going to be like three days left of Yvetal raids or something like that. Maybe. Uh, Mono fairy type. That means uh, steel and poison. That's, That's what you got. And when you hear steel type, that means only one thing. It's time for Metagross with Meteor Mash. And that that's about it. That's that's the end of the section. It's just Meteor Mash Metagross <laughs> all the way down. But I know not everyone has six Meteor Mash Metagross. So here are some other options. Megas. Gengar, Beedrill, and Caesar. Gengar with Sludge Bomb and Beedrill with Double Poison. Caesar with double steel they're all fine mega gengar is the best one of the bunch obviously even with lick is the fast move not being super effective it's the best neutral counter and it becomes the best behind shadow metagross with tackle and close combat as the move set so that's exciting that's interesting <laughs> uh you got dialga with metal claw and iron head my boy and just for fun, because there's not a whole lot of options against mono fairy type, Shadow Mewtwo is like the sixth best neutral counter. So just generally that speaking. In mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even like a special piece of information. That's just generally speaking, you should probably bring a Shadow Mewtwo. <laughs> for Chris, Genesect can be used. That's right. Metal Claw, Magnet Bomb. Don't sleep not, on Genesect. He's very strong. Not bug moves, though. That's okay. Uh, and last, the budget poison type, Roserade with Poison Jab and Sludge Bomb. That's right. It's fine. Just be aware 
Zen headbutt hurts those uh, poison types pretty bad. That's right. Yeah. So pay attention to the auto recommendation on whether you bring the poison types or not. And with that said, this is a good chance to farm XL candy if you want to use one for Master League. Otherwise, it's it's only good to get a shiny and then move on. So you be the judge. I will probably do like <laughs> you be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I said it right, but I I got the voice. Uh, all, all four people will will recognize that who are listening. <laughs> it, all the four people that that you've made listen to it while we drove to the event. You mean in uh, yes in Minneapolis. <laughs> So Xerneas, not great for PvE, good in PvP, grind to your heart's content. And we will. We shall. Or or don't, because the boxes are still really bad right now. Oh, Kimmy. And I'm not buying many passes. Do we want to talk about those really quick? <laughs> I th- Hang on. Did somebody ask about them later? I feel like they did. Again. They might have. This is just an ongoing conversation that we're all just going to keep having. Yeah, oh, I don't think they did this week. So, yeah, the boxes are still bad. <laughs> just really quick, an overview. Let's do it. Let's just do it because we're going to do it eventually anyway. Okay? Okay. All right, so we have four boxes currently right now. There's a hatch box, a raid box, a grape box, and an ultra box. Now, initially, upon opening the store, I was like, whoa, a hatch box? Did they listen to Uh-oh. me? It's 499 coins. And guess what's mm-hmm. in it? Five regular incubators. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not super incubators. Regular ones. Now, let me remind you that a regular egg incubator goes for 150 coins. So you are getting a deal, but not much of a deal. You're saving 251 Poke coins. The 499 <sighs> is just why. Anyway, raid box for 699. Uh, sorry, 699 <laughs> Poke coins is 50 Ultra Balls, which is actually not bad value for that. Two premium battle passes, one remote raid pass, and two poffins. I think out of all of these boxes, the raid box is probably the most value-driven, I think. It's only the most value-driven if you put value on Ultra Balls. To me, yeah. Ultra Balls are worth zero poker coins, so the value is really bad. Well, you know, hey, that's that's fair enough. Uh, but for somebody like me who sits on Ultra Balls and Great Balls and uses them only because my plus is Red Ball City, the you know, the 50 Ultra Balls... Yeah, mean something to me. They do mean something, but, but they don't mean, mean poker coins. They don't mean poker coins. <laughs> That's true. And they're tricking you. They're deliberately tricking you to make you think that it has value. Oh, jeez. Well, okay. Uh, next up is Great Box for fourteen hundred poker coins. That's four super incubators. There they finally are. Four regular incubators, three remote raid passes, and ten silver pineapple berries. Now, let me tell you why this is bad. Because if you want to buy multiples of this box to get incubators for some reason, it will stop you if you're maxed on remote raid passes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the last one. Ultra box for 3,300 Poke coins. That's a, that's a lot of Poke coins. <laughs> for five premium battle passes, 15 super incubators, 10 regular incubators, and five poffins. I'm not, like, I'm not about it. Box. <laughs> I'm not about it. Now, uh, the Pokecoin uh, points, the Pokecoin tiers for purchasing are 2,500 Pokecoins is $20 and 5,200 Pokecoins is $40. Mm-hmm. 
So it's more than $20 for that one box. It's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy for me. Absolutely. Also, let me just say, and this is nobody's fault at all, but my my free daily box the other day had four regular potions in it, and I almost threw up. <laughs> is that is that worse than, like, two berries in a Pokeball? No, to, to me, it's funny because it's like, it's the worst roll I could have gotten. Yeah, okay, I regular suppose. potions, like, what am I going to do with those? Anyway, <laughs> okay. All right, everybody that wanted to get their, their free bingo space for today's episode, we or this week's episode, we talked about the boxes. There you go. Uh, and that wraps up Gear Up, even though that wasn't Gear Up that we just talked about. Let's move on to Pokalore. <laughs> and this week for Pokalore, we're going to be talking about the newly debuted Marini and Toxapex, the brutal star Pokemon. Kyle's very excited for this. He loves Marini. Marini is a Pokemon with a purple stalk-like body and head. It has blue eyes and yellow pupils and sclera and three pointed teeth. The body consists of two sections. The top section is slightly smaller and overlaps the lower. On top of its head is a starfish-like collection of ten tentacles. All the tentacles reach the ground except for the one directly in front, which is shorter and leaves its face exposed. So you gotta, gotta make sure your bangs are trimmed, right? The tentacles are light blue and covered in purple spines. On top of its head is a purple area with a collection of spikes with a larger yellow spine in the center. Marini is able to regenerate any body part overnight except its head. Little starfish <laughs> stuff there. That's nice. Bruxish, Bruxish <laughs> feeds on Marini, which in turn eats the branches of Corsola, except in Galar, where it has not yet learned about eating them. <laughs> what? 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 The, the, it's the ocean. It's well. For, first off, it's the ocean. Also, that's like the description you'd use if there was a Galarian form of Marini, which there is not. There is for Corsola, though. Yeah, but they they don't say that. They're not saying it's because of it's it's not the same material. Yeah, I suppose. Or okay, so this is difficult. It says Bruxish feeds on Marini which in turn eats the branches of Corsola, uh -huh. except in Galar where it has not yet learned about eating them. So what? what's the what's the main subject of the sentence? Like, what are we modifying with that sentence or with that statement at the end? Is it Bruxish, Marini, or Corsola? <laughs> it, they're definitely modifying Marini eats Corsola. Okay. Which is very, it's a strange statement because Galarian Corsola doesn't have any stalks. The stalks are made of like, ethereal ghost energy type thing in right, its art right. so maybe it can't learn to eat them because they're ghosts i don't think uh yeah maybe maybe i don't know i don't know uh but anyway it uses the spike on top of its head to poison its prey and uses its tentacles to either trap its prey or deal the final blow in the anime it has also been seen attaching itself with all of its tentacles and releasing poison through its spines that sounds very metal, especially for the, the anime. Goodness me. Uh, next up is Toxapex. Toxapex is a small Pokemon with large starfish-like legs sprouting from the top of its head. It has bright blue eyes with yellow sclera and pupils. The main part of its body, consisting of a small head with protrusions similar to starfish arms below it, is a purplish pink. Its head is dark blue on top, near where its legs connect. This part of its body is typically suspended in the air due to the length of its legs. The legs themselves are light blue on top and covered with spines and dark blue with purplish pink spines on the undersides. 
When the inner spikes are present, the outer spikes sink back into its legs and vice versa. The tip of each leg has two orange claws, and there is a ring of orange spines around a purplish-pink marking where all the legs meet on top. Toxapex uses its 12 legs to walk along the ocean floor, where it hunts for Corsola. They can also be used to create a dome-like shelter, protecting it from the tides and in colder regions, trapping its body heat to keep it warm. Its spines can be fired at enemies and carry a powerful poison, which causes pain for 72 hours or three days. Thank you for clarifying that. Even to a Pokemon as large as Whale Lord. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's huge. After effects of the venom remain, even after recovery, if a foe bypasses its spines, it attacks with its claws instead, as I suppose most of us would. Uh, stats for Toxapex, max CP at 40 is 1685 and at 50, 1905. Why is that so low? Well, 137 stamina, 114 attack. The big stat, though, is defense, 273. Big number. Big, big number. (laughs) Best move set, and this is going to be for PvP. You're really not going to want to use this Pokemon for PvE. I mean, if you couldn't tell from the low CP. Uh, Best move set is Poison Jab with Brine and Sludge Wave. Uh, So that's two poison moves and a water move. So as Fish and DeFi, I believe, mentioned last week, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Toxapex is very good in in gbl like like real real good so make sure you catch some if the event is still live for you for fashion week it probably is not i hope you caught a bunch <laughs> they'll be good uh kyle you want to say anything about toxapex marini before we move on i know that they are your beloved so i i like them a lot is <laughs> is a great pokemon also if you tap it if you haven't evolved one yet you should evolve one because okay. if you tap it it like jumps in the air and shows you the top of its head and shoots spikes oh, out oh that's cool it, it might be one of my favorite animations in go right now huh. so yeah b- big love for toxapex also it is an extreme nuisance apparently in the main series games so big fun why because it's so chunky in the poison? yeah it, it just like i think it burns the enemy and then heals or poisons the enemy i suppose and then heals the entire time yeah it's, and you have funny. to use you have to use psychic on it because if you bring a water a ground type the water is going to get you yeah well i think it, you also just like it just switches out and then comes back in late yeah <laughs> i think it uses haze as well the clear uh stat changes oh so my gosh. Wow. it's an annoyance what a Pokemon. Very exciting, cool Pokemon with a, a neat design. Again, it's a starfish. Do, is there a type of starfish that eats coral in real life? I don't know. Hmm. I, there's no trivia on... Uh... Oh, wait, hang on. Toxpex may be based on the crown of thorns starfish. It sort of looks like Marini. Oh, normally the starfish contribute to the reef's diversity by eating faster-growing coral species, which allow for slower-growing species to thrive. But at outbreak oh. levels, the starfish are able to eat coral, a polyp that builds the limestone reefs on which the community live, faster than the coral can reproduce. And uh, fun fact, apparently, if a Marini shows up in an SOS battle called by a Corsola, it will attack the Corsola instead of the player's Pokemon. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty that's pretty wild. I didn't know. Also, S tier shiny when it comes out. Uh-huh. Go. Yeah. It is mm, so good. It's got great coloration as is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. All right, but that's the Poke Lore for the week. That means that we're now into Poke Pole. 
Last week's Pokepole was, what would you say is your greatest skill in Pokemon Go? What part of the game are you just good at compared to the rest? First one is from Modders, and he said, spending money on it. Pretty good at that. My man. <laughs> Let's go. Shadow Prime said, getting shinies I already have. Looking for the shiny that just dropped? Take five more shiny not to. <laughs> this is Bronzor for me. I feel that. <laughs> Bronzor. Oh, my God. That's why I don't click on Aerons anymore. Did you make it through that test your metal event without a, a yeah, shiny Yeah, I, I only checked slash caught maybe 10 Aeron that whole time. I'm just like, no. I did. I mean, I did a couple of Agron, but. Okay. Yeah. I was going to laugh if. Well, if you get a shiny Agron, that's different. You know, I've never evolved an Aeron, so I think it counts. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Well, no, I've never evolved a shiny Aeron. Let's be be clear with that okay. statement. Do you have a so you, you don't even have a shiny Laron? No, I have six shiny Aeron. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, and I think only one of those has been caught at a boosted rate. Maybe maybe two of them. So I think at two separate go fests, they were boosted. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was uh, I was going to laugh if you avoided them the entire event. And then the one that was the encounter for the research was shiny. That would have been too oh funny. Uh, no. Anyway, good response, Shadow Prime. Very, very relatable. <laughs> Next one's from Sparky2. They said, XP farming. I got to level 40 just in time for the medal in December 2020. And I got to 50 last community day. So for someone who isn't spending a lot, I feel like this is pretty good. Lots of friendships and gifting and good quality throws. Oh, and as previously mentioned, using stickers. They then attached an image of no stickers to send screen in the gifting menu. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. I don't want to talk about how many stickers I have. So <laughs> I I have a lot of stickers and I use them, but I only use the ones I have a lot of. I only use the ones that will get replenished. So I, I basically never use the limited time. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing because it's like they've made us all sticker collectors, whether or not we wanted to be. Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so next one's from Walrain1106. They said, I'm pretty decent at opening the shop, scrolling to the bottom and buying 14,500 coins at a clip. Woo. I also think I'm decent at spending those coins. <laughs> As long as they're not on super incubators for 2K eggs, you're fine. My second biggest skill is patience regarding waiting in line for raids on Pokegini. Oh, boy. <laughs> for those who weren't paying attention, the, the line for Celesteela in Pokegini was like 100,000 long the entire time it was in raids. Yeah. It was a problem. Um, yep. A friend, a friend of the show, Terry Wolf, sent uh, myself and Ken Pescatorov lured up uh, a text about he was waiting in queue for a Celestila for like was it two or three days, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why are you even bothering? <laughs> Could you imagine waiting and then not catching it? Oh my gosh. I'd all oh. like, could you just imagine you like, you go 14 excellent throws in a row and you're like having heart palpitations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, thanks. Okay, I, I'm sorry. We got it. We got interrupted. There's more to yeah. the, the Pokeball answer. Jokes aside, I actually feel like I'm really decent at firing off the most charge attacks and raids. Maybe it's the Dark Souls player in me, but I've gotten really good at timing dodges frames perfect at raid boss charge moves. Cheers. That's pretty good. That's a that's a good thing to brag about, I feel. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a janky system. So if you can get the the feel for it, 
you can consistently dodge and stuff like that. That's rather impressive. Especially if you get to to doing it with like a really squishy Pokemon, like a like a Chandelure or a Gengar or something makes it all the better that you can do it. Yep, absolutely. Next response from Starman, the form of an email. Hello, GoCast. Though I'm not part of the Discord, I felt I should continue sending in my Pokepole via email. Once you have a gimmick, you need to stick to it, right? True. Kit Kats. <laughs> anyway, when it comes to my skill in Pokemon, I kind of carry the same skill from game to game, whether it's Pokemon Go, the VGS, or the TCG. I find I'm really good at memorizing Pokemon and their typing. No matter how obscure the Pokemon or how forgettable they are, I can remember virtually every Pokemon and their typing pretty quickly. By extension, I'm pretty competent at immediately figuring out what type would be best to use against them. For example, always use a fire type against a fairy steel Pokemon. Always use a ground type against an electric steel Pokemon, etc. I guess I can sum up by saying I'm really good at rock, paper, scissors. Nice. Best. Starman. Well, wait, hang on. Fairy steel. Who, who's fairy steel? Who is fairy steel? Yeah. What's well, a fairy steel Pokemon? Klefki. Is Klefki steel? I thought it was just fairy. Oh, I you know what? Now I don't know now. <laughs> it's steel fairy i'll have you know oh okay oh, well, so there you so, go so okay. we still well, it's don't not have fairy a fairy steel. it's not, still not fairy steel. Steel. <laughs> that's right <laughs> i feel like there's a legendary or something we're not thinking of oh my god I oh my god there is Zation. <laughs> oh jeez. oh okay that is actually relevant you. there's a most recent yeah that's, that's i knew it was a legendary oh man anyways <laughs> thanks for the response it's a good skill to have neither of us have it <laughs> no not at all so so half fairy type pokemon primary fairy type pokemon so okay dual type let me restart that that word much <laughs> <laughs> it there are kyle just got a shiny evitel i'm i'm very very happy for him nice okay there are there are five pokemon that are dual type and primary fairy. Four of them are fairy flying. <laughs> and one of them is fairy steel. <laughs> I, I also, I want to add, though, two of those four are the same Pokemon in two different forms. So, <laughs> and, and arguably, the other two Pokemon are also the same Pokemon, just it's evolved. <laughs> it's Togetic, Togekiss, Enamorous, and Enamorous again. Therian and Incarnate forms. That's so funny it's funny huh anyway oh, sorry sorry again well this is just a show of of tangents this tangents. week isn't it? <laughs> yeah all right we got one more response and it's from drew Two, also in the form of an email they said hi chris and kyle i'm so glad you asked about our greatest skills in pokemon go because i have several very unique talents and it will give me a chance to brag about them all right first i have the incredible ability to, to trade other people 100 percent iv pokemon <laughs> I can't even begin to count the number of times I have done a trade and the other person gets a hundo, often without it being a lucky trade. They're often very useful for Pokemon too. Swampert, Dialga, Reshiram, etc. Just yesterday, I traded my son a Beldum and it came up as a non-lucky hundo. Corresponding trades to me, not so much. Oh, boo. But that's okay. Se second, I have the amazing talent of catching 100% IV Pokemon, but only a day or two after it's had its community day. Therefore, make me either use an elite TM or wait to evolve to get its special charge move when it's available again. 
Just this past year, I caught 100% Bulbasaur, Mudkip, and Dino, all just a day or two after their community day. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's tragic, especially for, like, Dino. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, hurts. That stinks. I, I like that. There's a little more here, but I like the idea that you've caught it so recently to its community day that the Elite TM doesn't even unlock the move yet. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Because it has like to the... be manually yeah. added. Yeah. Somebody's got to throw the lever. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> Lastly, I have the very unique skill of catching Pokemon with very good PvP IVs, but only if the final evolution is above 1500 CP. Just imagine the joy of catching a rank one's feel on its community day, followed by the horror of realizing that if I evolve it to Walrein, it will clock in at around 1600 CP. Oh, as always, sorry for the long email, Drew2. That's tragic. I that feel is the pain. Tragic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no. Uh so I had a similar thing happen. I have a rank one uh Venusaur, but it's for little cup, so I'll never be able yeah. to use it. I don't know why I did uh, that. I kinda wanna know, Drew too, how your luck for Buzzwool went. Oh for yeah. Your under fifteen hundred one. Did you did you get one of the you know, 1449s, where if you power it up once, it goes to 1501. <laughs> Dude, don't, just even saying that out loud makes me cringe. Ugh. We know that's happened to Tyler. Yeah, I know. Yep. It's great. Just the, the woe. Just the woes. <laughs> now, for this week's Poke Poll, in honor of Fashion Week now past, what is the one avatar item you'd like to see added in Pokemon Go? All right, Chris, do you have an answer? I did, and now I don't remember it. <laughs> All right, well, I've got an answer then. Okay, please. It's It can be taken two ways. One, as a new item, a new item slot for your hands, like holding something. Because I want them to add, like, a big inflatable Aegislash sword and shield. Okay. Okay. That'd be just like I know it doesn't work with all of the all of the poses and stuff like that, so it's not likely to happen. But maybe as a backpack or something, yeah, that'd I was be gonna pretty say, cool. I think it'd be cool as a backpack. But it like might... even then, it's a little bit difficult because like the sword is like stabbing into the bottom of the avatar. There's a way to do it. I I just haven't figured it out yet. That's yeah. what I want to see. That'd be pretty cool. I would love to see that too. I think more variety in back items would be pretty cool. I'm not saying like add a cape because <laughs> that would be very strange for a trainer aesthetic. But I think like I mean, being able to add stickers and stuff to backpacks and things like that or pins or patches would be really, really cool. Even if it's per item and you have to buy an additional 10 Pokecoin thing to add like a Niantic patch or something to it. Like that'd be pretty cool to see more customization in that way, you know. Capes would still be cool. Capes would be cool. Give me that Leon cape. Let's Give me go. the Leon cape. <laughs> Do it, cowards. You won't. <laughs> All right. Well, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which again is in honor of Fashion Week, now past, what is the one avatar item you'd love to see added in Pokemon Go? You can answer the question we posted on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. You can also answer it if you're a patron of ours in the Pokeball channel that we have in the Discord. Uh, but you can always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. And before we get to any emails or voicemails this week, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi E 
for another segment of PvP Corner. And this week, they're going to be covering a GBL Cup update, kind of where we're at. Uh, upcoming play Pokemon events. There's one happening this weekend in Peoria. And the winner of the nickname contest. Mm. I know Kyle was a little bit personally upset that his choice did not win. Uh, I am upset. Yeah, it's fair. I think the winner was a, it was a good one, but I don't want to steal any, any thunder here. So let's just pass it over to the two of them. Hi, I'm Fish on the Hater. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment with a split evolution line. DeFi, what's going on in PvP? Well, let's go ahead and take a look at what starts tomorrow as of this recording. We are recording on a Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow is September 29th through October 6th. We have Open Master League and Master League Premier Classic. Remember, Premier Classic means no legendaries or mythicals and no Pokemon that have ever, ever been powered up with XL Candy. I'm really excited to see Master League Premier Classic back. I definitely want to dive into that tomorrow. Uh, we also have October 6th through the 13th, Open Master League, but then we have a Great League Cup to go with it, uh, the Evolution Cup. Also known as the Middle Child Cup, only Pokemon that have evolved at least once and can evolve again will be eligible. Not sure what Pokemon we're referring to? I've got you. Here is the PV Poke Top 10 Species. Number one, as it should be, <laughs> as it always is, is Vigoroth. Yeah, I was going to say, like, surprise! Vigoroth at the top of a meta. Then we have Zhuilus, Hakamoo, Machoke, both the regular and the shadow version, Dragonair, both the regular and shadow version, Shadow Golbat, Dusclops XL, both shadow and regular, Chargebug, Celio, and Nidorina XL. Again, Nidorina is above Nidorino. Girls getting it done. Girls getting it done. Yeah, and Nidorina actually just benefited from a move update. Nidorino did too. So the female Nidorina got Thunderbolt. The male Nidorino got Ice Beam. Uh, but Nidorina benefits from having Poison Sting, Poison Fang, and Thunderbolt. Nidorino is going to use the Poison Jab, Horn Attack, and Ice Beam. So I think having that Poison Fang is really what benefits Nidorina the most. I did not know Horn Attack was in the game. It's not great. I can imagine. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be in wider use. Yeah, it's marked in PV Poke as a neutral spam slash bait. Oh, it's a charge move. Yes. Okay. So it'd be low energy, but also low damage. Horn Attack is a normal move. 40 damage, 35 energy, 1.14 DPE. So that is like an ominous wind without the buff chance, I think. Brick break. It's brick break. Ah, it's brick break. Yeah. I mean, brick break has had use. but Limited. Um, limited use, yeah. But then, like, compared to Nidorino's other moves, I don't think Horn Attack's getting much play. Correct. I mean, Poison Fang is also 40 and 35, but it has that defense drop. Yeah. That makes it a better move. So Poison yeah. Fang without the, the defense drop. <laughs> poison Fang without the thing that makes Poison Fang any good. That is, that is exactly <laughs> it. I think that's the, those are the only other 40-35s I see. Bone Club. So it's bone, it's bone Club, it's Brick Break. 
Yeah. It's not great. It's there. It exists. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, just one thing uh, to mention is that that Shadow Golbat, which is up there, that's actually like easily one of the best counters to the Vigoroth because it's double resisting those counters and then just uh, just chipping away with wing attacks and poison fangs. Other good counters are things like Machoke or Hakama-O, anything that resists the fighting. Uh, Nidorino slash Nidorina, uh, your, your poison grass razor leafers, like a gloom and an ivysaur, th- things like that. All right. And then after Evolution Cup, one more week into the future, we're looking at October 13th through the 20th. We have Open Great League, Open Ultra League, and Open Master League. So all three open leagues for just one short week. So that's the distant future. Let's talk about the immediate future. Pretty soon, in just a couple short days, we have Go Battle Day Guzma. Uh, which is going to be on Saturday, October 1st, just a few short days away from this recording. It'll be during this week of Open Master League and Master League Premier Classic, so some incentive to play a little bit of Master League. It is four dust stardust from win rewards and 20 sets instead of your typical five, so 100 battles in total. You'll get timed research available all day that includes XP, rare candy, and elite charge TM. And in research, you can get the watch and bracelet for your avatar, which uh, is inspired by Guzma, the leader of Team Skull from Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. If you're already ranked 20, you don't get another one. So I am almost at rank 20. So I don't (laughs) think I'll need I don't think I'll get one on Saturday. I should be able to hit rank 20 before then. I am very close. All right, next up we have the Sylph check-in. And Worlds is coming up Friday, September 30th to Thursday, October 13th. So it's a two-week competition, DeFi. Yes, and in that two-week competition, 32 competitors have been invited to compete in the 2022 Sylph Arena World Championship. Alongside the four continental champions from each region, the remaining 28 seats are all filled by 12 of the top continental competitors. They looked at region and they looked at total number of competitors when they were deciding that. And they also chose 16 of the top ranking competitors of the Sylph Arena leaderboards from those same continental regions. In that first preliminary group stage, they will be battling round robin style in tournaments. And the meta is going to rotate between rounds, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Rounds one, two, and three are going to be Obsidian Cup, round four and five Glacial Cup, and round six and seven Brawler Cup. So the world champion is going to have to be strong in a variety of metas. Then on Saturday, October 22nd, they're going to do a double elimination style finals. This is going to be a draft format, which is pretty cool, something different. So they're really kind of testing all different styles of competition. The cool thing, though, is the prizes. First place for the Sylph Arena Worlds gets $1,000 US dollars, $200 US dollars for second place, and third place still goes home with $100 US dollars. PvP Steve is going to be hosting that double elimination finals on the Sylph Arena Twitch channel. Next up, the Play Pokemon section, and there are three events coming up on September 30th to October Second, we have Peoria, Illinois, USA, and the casters have been announced for that one, Deepai. 
They have. So casting this one is going to be Will Dunphy, uh, a.k.a. Speediest Chief, Jim Lawson, a.k.a. Wholesome Underscore, Nick Livesey, which is a.k.a. Alpha Phoebe, Big Phoebe, and Steven Sanders, also known as 2O Butters. So we have some familiar faces uh, casting the 2023 Peoria regionals again this is only going to be pokemon go and the trading card game so it's a bit of a smaller tournament but i'm hoping for some really exciting turnout especially now that toxapex is in the game and is legal for the tournament yeah that's gonna be real interesting um next up on october 14th to 16th we have salt lake city utah and on october 22nd and 23rd lily france france gets their shot Speaking of competitions, we have our own competition that we hosted here at PvP Corner, the Nickname Contest. Last week, we narrowed it down to four of our top nicknames, and because Fish and I just could not pick one. They were all good, and we liked them all for different reasons. So we put it to you, the audience of PvP Corner, uh, at least those who have a Twitter account, (laughs) to make a vote. And you have decided... Blissey Elliott is our winner with 36.4% of the vote. Coming in very close second, though, was Pignite Shyamalan with 29.9% of the vote. We also had uh, runners up Kim Karzashian and Abe Clinken. And uh, <laughs> like it was, I mean, I want to say first, n- narrowing it down to four was so painful as well. I would have rather had like seven, but uh, Twitter will only let you put four into a poll. Uh, secondly, Blissey Elliott and Pignite Shyamalan were like, one of those almost missed out. Like uh, DeFi and I were talking about, like we were trying to narrow it down to four and we, we threw in like Kim Karzassian and Cl- uh, Abe Clinken. They were like, okay, now nah, I think, I think they're, they're good. They get the golden ticket. And then um, for, for the third and fourth spot, we were like, okay, Blissey Elliott, Pignite Shyamalan were like debating back and forth. And they ended up both getting in and um, i'm uh, happy for for nate dog because um that decision ended up getting them the win for the competition so we will get in touch with them to organize their voucher we also want to shout out some late entries that didn't make it in time but we thought were really fun uh one is han Solosis, which is a very fun mm, yep. nickname i like that we also have cinder lauper which was a an adorable Cyndaquil and Warren Warbuffett. We also have a big announcement. Next week, Fish, marks our two-year anniversary doing PvP Corner. I don't know where the time has gone whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, It surprised me when I looked at I saw it on the calendar. Yeah, I, I'm amazed by that. I uh, I don't I have jobs that haven't lasted two years. <laughs> So what we would love from you, dear listeners, is to send in some voicemail, send in some emails for us to read. They can just be regular questions. Um, They can be about the show or just questions you have for Fish and I, things you want to know about us, Uh, anything you want, maybe some favorite things you've heard this year. Uh, Please let us know. Send in your emails, please, by Wednesday. Let's just so Wednesday midday U.S. time. Let's do that. Wednesday, midday, U.S. time on October 5th. 
and looking forward to hearing what everyone has to uh, and it doesn't have to be like oh congratulations on two years um it, it, like if you've got a, a question about pvp we are like absolutely we're we're keen to answer your calls so uh next up we've got our shameless plugs i want to give a shout out to the palatown pvp youtube channel there's a fair bit going on there we've got our uh weekly gbl breakdowns happening at 8 30 p.m eastern u.s time on tuesday nights uh breaking down the next limited gbl meta we've got a trainer named blepnir who is posting really cool videos about kind of fringier pokemon and and how he's making them work in his gbl battles and we've also got i'll give a, a quick teaser i think this this is all i'll give you uh, a very high level battler is working on something that he calls the gen one challenge which i'm extremely excited to bring out to the world i like it very cool <laughs> One other thing that I want to mention is I've mentioned on the podcast before a another podcast named Roundtable Chatot with Shadow Prime and Old Johnny Oneball, a, a wonderful podcast, one that I uh, have only just, like, I've wanted, been wanting to listen to that regularly, like, put it into my regular listening list for a while, but my uh, podcast app had trouble finding them so i finally worked that out and i'm listening to them again and i have been struck by how how generous they are with just shouting out other podcasts and and communities that they like and and uh, listen to so i wanted to do the same thing it's inspired me i wanted to just give a shout out to uh all of the other podcasts that i have listen to that are Pokemon Go related in order of PvP relevance, seeing as we are the PvP corner. So I want to give a shout out to the BTW podcast, the Battle Cats podcast with Caleb Peng and Speediest Chief, the Waylords podcast with Richard and Roldy, Roundtable Chatot, of course, Lured Up with Ken Pescator and Adam Tuttle, After Darkrai and Spotters. And with that, we love hearing your feedback. If you have questions or suggestions for Fish or for myself, please, especially for next week for our two-year, please direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send a voicemail. Chris always gives the voicemail number at the end of the show. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And with that, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much, Fish and DeFi, for yet another wonderful PDP Corner segment. Appreciate the two of you very much. All right. We are in another part of the show. You know, there's that thing where you walk through door frames and you kind of forget what you were doing. That's yeah, kind of how I feel work. when we come out of PDP Corner. Can you help me out? What are we doing? It's time for emails. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And one voicemail. And the voicemail is from Sports slash Hisui and Ryan. Let's spool it up. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Hisui and Ryan here. Hope you guys are doing well. It's a beautiful Wednesday evening in New Mexico. Or maybe is it a beautiful Thursday morning now? It's past midnight a little bit. So, uh, so anyways, hope you guys are doing all right. And uh, just finished uh, our grind on incense. I had an absolute blast. I think Niantic did just a really great job with this fashion week. 
Um, Toxapex is really exciting. Uh, I beat Pokemon Sun with Toxapex, so as a sort of a special place in my heart. And nice. I'm loving all the frillish. I'm still a couple hundred XL candies away from having Jellicent for Ultra League, so the grind is tough on that one, but, uh, but I'm glad to see them nonetheless. Um, and, uh, and something I, I didn't really think about when I was reading the spawn list is how many good Pokemon there are for excellent throws. Um, you know, I saw just in the past hour a bunch of Toxa, or what is it, Croagunk, and of course Burfrow and Gothita, um, really easy to hit excellent throws on. So I True. think I'm going to egg tomorrow and go grind on a couple of eggs and try to get a bunch of XP because getting close to level 44, so excited about that. Um, but the exciting part of my walk is I caught a shiny Burbrow, so really excited for that. It's now in its dandy form, and hatched a shiny Cleffa like 10 minutes later. So wow. I haven't oh. had um, quite an exciting moment like that in a while, so really happy for that. I'm going to set some goals. I think it's my first time setting some like big official goals. I've set some light goals in the in the Discord, but uh, but I really want to grind this week. So I would like to hit 500,000 XP and build my first Master League team. I've never played in Master League, but there's Ooh. a Battle Day for it on the first. So I would like to uh, participate in that. And I happen That's to have it. a Shundo Togekiss, so I'm going to build that for sure. And then I'd like to Shiny Hunt Croagunk and Blitzel and Diglett. Uh, in their costumes, of course. Love the Diglett cat. Uh, <laughs> I just said Diglett cat. I meant Diglett hat. I would love because a Diglett cat ears. Diglett was one of my favorite Pokemon as a kid. Okay, I hope you guys are having a great fashion week as well. Bye for now. Oh, man. Ryan's great. <laughs> yeah, also, I definitely did notice the catch circles. For the fashion event was like oh yeah these are actually these are good yep you have to think yep. about that more when looking at event spawns yeah it's it's something that you don't really think about you only really think about it when there's a pokemon and you're like oh magnemite and zubat oh man this stinks yeah you're like i don't <laughs> want to catch those right but. exactly uh but man such shiny luck look at that mm -hmm. and then i actually just pop popped open twitter and uh ryan caught several other things including a hundo litwick after that as well so nice very, uh, very nice. Speaking of shiny luck, I didn't say it earlier, but I guess this is a, an appropriate time to share. I caught a shiny costumed Absol this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and did. I was really, really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, you sent me the picture of that so fast. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was leaving work, and it was the first Absol I clicked on since the event started, and I, like, I actually screamed in my car. <laughs> Oh, in your car. I was like, you have yeah, to turn no, around I, and be like, sorry, everybody. No, there was no one else there. I was I was alone <laughs> in the parking lot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was, it was uh, after close too? It was yeah, it was after I was I was leaving for the day. Just a man in an empty parking lot going, woohoo! Just Yep, exactly. <laughs> what else but Pokemon Go? Anyway, thank you very much for the voicemail there, Ryan. Appreciate it and appreciate you. First email starts. Sorry for the long email. Dearest podcast host of the Goadcast podcast, apologies in advance for the most longest of emails. <laughs> I felt compelled to contact you this week incognito. I wish I could have sent a voicemail, but that defeats the purpose of being incognito. 
So this email will have to be a sufficient substitute. First, with episode 207, it made me quite happy that you remembered Gligar existed because Gligar is number 207 in the national decks. Oh. Seemed fitting. Ground flying too strong. Secondly, oh, yeah, here's here's the discussion. Oh, I here we go. Earlier. I forgot. Secondly, what is Niantic thinking with these boxes? A free-to-play player used to be able to save up 30 days of gym coins for an ultra or an adventure box. Now, if they stick with the $22.99 price point, free-to-play players are no longer able to get 12 ultra boxes a year and are down to 7.9 boxes per year. Oh. This is scummy. In addition to the region-locked Ultra Beasts causes free-to-play players to spend on remote raid passes versus local passes. Well, I appreciate Niantic giving us the two daily raid passes this season. That's basically all the raids I can afford to do. I use six days of gym coins to get three remote raid passes to try and get the Kartana deck entry from Genie raids. First raid it ran. Second raid it also ran. Oh. I luckily caught it on the third raid but it made me miss the bonus balls for having a best friend in the raid with me. As someone in the Celestila area, I wish I could have been able to host more of these, but the wormhole spawns are significantly lower than what a normal tier five raid would be. I'm seeing a lot more mega aggron. I'm trying to help that Pokogenie Q, but it doesn't seem attainable. Jeez. Side note. I love every time you bring cook's gravy onto the show. His voice is so relaxing. Also just brings a smile to my face when he opens that gorgeous front face hole. <laughs> Recently, I just listened to the Whale Lords podcast and was shocked to see that you let fish out of Peloton PvP corner dungeon to go hang on another show. Highly recommend the episode. He was joined by another Aussie, Lachlan, who we love, <laughs> also from Peloton PvP during that recording. And he mentioned the Waste Buyers podcast. And I was delighted to find that the Waste Buyers have had episodes with both DeFi and Fish, and more recently with Chris and Kyle. It felt like a super secret special bonus episode of GoCast. <laughs> really quick on that. Um, yeah, so so Fish and DeFi, while they are members of our show, we the, we established very early on that there was like no exclusivity with literally anything. So I, I know Fish uh, has gone around on several, several different podcasts. And mm -hmm. uh, DeFi does a lot of streaming and a lot of shoutcasting and things like that, too. So, you know, we're kind of all over the place. Uh, they, <laughs> their addition to this show is an anomaly that Kyle and I do not understand uh, because uh, I've offered several times like, hey, you guys want to set up a different podcast feed? They're like, no, we like doing the segment. Uh, OK, if you don't have it every week, that's fine. You guys are doing this, you know, out of the goodness of your heart and your passion for it. And they're like, no, we're just going to do it every week regardless. They are more consistent than we are. So yeah. <laughs> See, we're just we're kids pretend to be adults. I think Fish and DeFi, they're actually adults. Right. Exactly. So, so. Uh, we, we appreciate them letting us drive the car. Um, but, you know, their hands are hovering over the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> to finish off the email. DeFi, it was amazing to witness you shout cast over the weekend. I wish for you to keep getting these amazing opportunities. Nice. Chris and Kyle hope one day to see you on Peloton PVP with fish, maybe during a go battle day for a fun hangout. I'd be sure to tune in. Fish, I love all the energy and love you're putting into Peloton PVP and can't wait to see it grow and bloom into a gorgeous community filled with lots of loving people. Again, sorry for the long email. XOXO. Gossip girl. 
<laughs> no, that's another reference only like five people will get. <laughs> Actually, that's probably more pervasive than the other one was. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, this is all really, really nice feedback. Thank you so much for writing in, Gossip Girl. <laughs> uh, we'll make sure to let Mitch know uh, your fondness for him. Yep. Yep, and uh, the boxes are still really bad, and they are especially egregious for the free-to-play perspective. No question. Yeah, I didn't consider this math before, but this isn't the first time we had heard about it being if you do all of your coins you get like one ultra box a month and that seemed intentional i'm sure it was at the time so that means that they intentionally moved away from it it's very interesting because obviously with the different change in price point they're affecting the value the items have that's just kind of what happens but th from their perspective they think raising the price point of the box will be more positively received than lowering what is in the box for the same price point and with this adjustment going on for a free-to-play player, doesn't matter if you get 12 boxes that are worth 0.8 of what they used to be or eight boxes that are worth what they used to be, but at a higher price. You yeah, know? so, I mean, that value equation is actually worse than it appears from a flat, like, on paper like this. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, I don't know, it's that... The twenty two ninety nine is so many poker coins that like I don't even care about spending money on the game, and I still don't want to spend money because that's a lot of coins. I, I am still at the same point I was last episode. Although I will say I said I wasn't going to spend any money on in October or um, in September, and I ended up doing I think that evening some Cartana raids. I bought like a few passes, but my spending for this past month is it's a fraction of what it's been. I I think since the start of September I've spent like twenty dollars. And I still have those coins. I I have like oh, wow. sixteen I have like sixteen hundred of them left. That's not even the big box, Kyle. Yeah. Well I I bought them for coins to buy remote raid passes, not to buy the boxes. Oh, okay. Well I won't I, buy these boxes. They're they're really bad. I think I'd rather probably just buy supers on their own. Yeah. And uh, that's not happening either because that's so expensive. It is expensive. It's really not a, a smart choice if you're trying to be smart about it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for the email. Appreciate it. This next one was in the form of a text from Neek, I believe is from last week. We also had a text message from Neek. All right, Kyle and Chris, here's another one. If you could decide one Pokemon that you wanted to have a community day for, it can be shiny. What Pokemon would you pick and why? I would personally pick Poiple. <laughs> and a quick not so fun fact about chandelure is that it can burn the spirit out of you then the spirit will be trapped endlessly wandering that's uh info from the pokedex shiny hundo vibes only neek okay so I love what, me some scary pokemon dex entries that's, that's good right chandelure is is great uh gengar is great drifloon is great all the ghosts are fantastic phantom oh geez all <laughs> right so pokemon we want to see for community day kyle what do you want well, this may seem like a cap out because it's so recent, but Marini, I I don't I want a Marini community day. <laughs> I want to catch all of them, and I want the shiny like in go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just again the base coloration of it is just so so good that I'm okay waiting on the shiny for a little bit longer. I can appreciate the way it looks now. <laughs> uh, I I really want a Scyther community day, really badly. I, I want Hundos. I want a celebration of my. My green boy. I want Caesars. Yeah, man. 
be so great. So, so great. They could do that if slash when they bring Cleavor to the game. That'd be very interesting. Have like a split evolution community day. Would love that. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for the text message, Neek. And our last email is from Danny. Hey, guys, I've recently started listening to this amazing podcast. Oh, thanks. Uh, you guys talk about your goals on every episode and have certain amounts of shinies to be caught. My question is, how is it possible to even come by a shiny? I play daily for about 40 minutes a day, and I only come by a shiny about once a month. Danny. All right. So, uh, you know, this is a pretty good question. Uh, I feel like, you know, we every once in a while have to sort of readjust and reframe where we're coming from <laughs> because yeah. we talk about this stuff in certain scenarios and in a normal setting, they are not normal goals, right? So when we set shiny goals that are like, you know, abnormally high, like a, like a 20, 25 or something like that, those are usually actually those are always corresponding with an event that has a boosted shiny rate like a community day or a go fest yes yeah so we won't set goals for like i want to catch 10 shinies this week if there isn't uh you know anything that's modifying the shiny rate i guess that being said the advice we've always given for people in the past and kyle correct me if i'm wrong is just you have to catch a lot yeah Full odd shinies it's just a, a, a rng it's a numbers issue. game really Yep. Like just just for comparison to give some understanding, every once in a while, Chris in particular will set like, I want to get a shiny this week. J just a shiny, doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, even a shiny once a week seems like a lot. To to help put stuff in perspective, I have about seventy thousand Pokemon caught, approximately. Chris has a hundred and forty thousand Pokemon caught, and we are not even on the high end of people that we know with these kind of numbers. So when you hear someone talk about like, I caught this many things during this event, I made 10 million Stardust. You got to remember that those, those are the people who have, who are like on the very, very, very far end of the bell curve. Yeah. And it's not, it's not common. It's just what you end up hearing people talk about. Yeah, exactly. And it's also important to remember that not all Pokemon can be shiny yet. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're counting those in your pool of how many Pokemon I've caught, uh, then it's kind of a, a misnomer because you don't have the opportunity to begin with. Right. So that's the answer. Hopefully you can adjust your gameplay and focus more on that if you're looking to get shinies. And if not, honestly, it's going to happen when it's going to happen. And because you waited so long, it's going to be even that much better. Nothing beats having a shiny on screen. It's great. It's really Especially great. after like a, a a dry spell. It's it's great. Yeah, 100%. But thank you very much for the email, Danny. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email uh, like these fine folks did, you can to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send a voicemail in, you can do that by calling 262-586-7717. And here's something new this week. Kyle doesn't even know about this, but we have a P.O. box now. Uh, and the address will be shared in these show notes, and I will also have to update the website with it. But if you want to send us a letter or something, you can send it there. The dimensions of the box is five inches by five and a half inches. So please don't send us like a a, a pallet of bricks or something that wouldn't fit. <laughs> Literally couldn't think of anything else. Why was that in my brain? <laughs> pallet of bricks. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just what's in my head right now is a pallet of bricks. Oh, geez. Uh, anyway, if you want to find out more about our show and everything else, you can visit our website 
at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. And if you'd like to help support the show monetarily and get access to our Discord, you can via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash gocastpodcast. And shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you to Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Sports, Orsui, and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Motters, Lee, William, Brendan, Ethan, and Steven. Thank you so, so much for helping us keep the digital lights on. We appreciate you so very, very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and if, you know, monetary support isn't in the cards for you or you have already gone that route and are still looking for another way to help support the show, a free option is to leave us a review wherever you can leave a review on the podcast. Five stars are, of course, great. But, you know, I'm not going to say you, you can't do the other ones. It would make me cry. I think Kyle would be okay, but I would be personally offended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just leave a review wherever you can. And that's pretty much it. Okay, Kyle, we just got to set some goals and then we're out of here. We're out of here, sir. We're recording again in like three days. We have this another situation where we can't really set any big, big, ooh, wow goals. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. Well, first, I want to take part in October 4th spotlight hour because it's uh, XP evolution. I can't forget that. It's very short notice. I don't know if I have enough Pokemon tagged for that, but we'll see. Man, only three days, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess in that case, because they're, they're tied together, let's go with uh, 500,000 Stardust because that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, I all I haven't done one in a long time, and Chris has coerced me. So I'll do... At least one daily adventure incense. I think I, I haven't done one since like the second week it came out. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Maybe, maybe like the third week. I think I was doing a, a couple a week at first. I've done three full ones the past week, even though it's very funny. I said I didn't play very much. That was literally like the only stuff I was doing was, oh, I'm going to be taking this dog out for a walk. Let me do my adventure incense really quick. Nothing to write home about those three days. No Galarian birds, no impressive spawns, nothing really. Yeah. So Man, you, uh, you just, you like, you really got to book it for those incense to get the spawns. You know, I, I walked at a, a leisurely pace with a dog that was stopping to smell things every once in a while, and I got 22. Really? Yeah. 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 So something I saw on hmm. a video, this is a really weird hot tip to leave at the absolute end of the show, but I watched a video a little bit ago that, um, brought to my attention that you can sometimes force refresh the overworld map mm-hmm. by pulling open your friends list and reloading that over and over again. Hmm. And so I found that I was by doing that every once in a while, nothing definitive because it's kind of like a gray area wonky sort of practice to do that, you know, uh, but it, it appears to have given me the spawns quicker instead of waiting for them to refresh. And that spawn had already been there for a while, therefore sometimes missing them if I move too quickly. Right. Hmm. So, okay. It's a little hot tip. I don't know, you know, 100% if that works, but it seems I I had better results doing it. Yep. But for me, my goals for the week, it's going to be one shiny, doesn't matter what it is for the for the next like 2 days I'm going to try to catch up on catching, I suppose. 500,000 experience. I've got a couple of best friends coming along. I should be able to do that in a few days. And one complete daily adventure incense as well because I can't make Kyle do it if I'm not willing to do it myself. <laughs> and that's going to be it thanks so much for listening all the way through dear listener uh, that's the end of episode 209 and we'll see you next week for episode 210 
Until then, shiny vibes. Have fun with the end of Fashion Week, which I believe will be done by the time you've heard this. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.